On March 21st, a new mural was unveiled in Grandin Government Center LRT station, opposite the older mural that has been installed since 1989. So on behalf of City Council and the people of Edmonton, it's an honor to be here today in the heart of Treaty 6 territory for the significant step towards truth and reconciliation. It's appropriate that this event should be held on the first full day of spring, a time associated with rebirth, renewal, and the celebration of new beginnings. That was City Councillor Tony Katarina. The Grandin Station has been home to a mural depicting its namesake, Vital Justin Grandin. Originally commissioned by the Francophonie Jeunesse d'Alberta, an organization that supports the expression of Francophone culture among youth, the original mural was supposed to depict Francophone contributions to Alberta. My name is Samuel Gagnon, and I'm the current president of Francophonie Jeunesse d'Alberta. And today, I have the pleasure of, of speaking to you on behalf of, of Alberta's Francophone youth. The Grandin Station mural has been a long-term project for FGA, and I'm happy to see that collaboration and reconciliation is at the heart of why we are all here today. Since 1989, we have led this project, and although I was not involved at the time, I wasn't even born yet, <laughs> I can tell you that the original piece by Sylvina Do was and still represents the Francophone community's contributions to this province is a part of our history as Albertans. Grandin is an important figure in Franco-Albertan history, and we learn about him and others in school. You heard right. In our anglicized pronunciations of Grandin Station, we forget that Vital Justin Grandin was a real person. He was a Roman Catholic priest who arrived from France to Canada starting out from Saint Boniface in Manitoba and arriving here in northern Alberta in 1855. He was a missionary whose influence led to the creation of St. Albert. However, he was also intimately involved in the creation of residential schools in the West. This excerpt is from the Dictionary of Canadian Biography. Shortly after taking charge of his diocese, Grandin became convinced that attempts to civilize and evangelize native adults would have negligible results and that it would be preferable to concentrate on weaning children from their traditional lifestyle. He felt that they would have to be isolated from their environment and given a basic education with an introduction to suitable vocational skills. For this purpose, in 1879, Gradon asked the federal authorities to help by increasing grants to existing schools and orphanages and by building industrial schools. In the latter, boys would spend part of the day working on the school's farms and in the shops, and girls would learn domestic arts in the kitchen and laundry. As a result of a request by Grandin and other missionaries, the government authorized the construction of three industrial schools in the West in 1883. The mural painted by Sylvie Nadeau in Grandin Station in 1989 depicts Vital Justin Grandin and his missionary work, 
and he is prominently featured next to a nun holding a native baby in front of a school with anonymous indigenous peoples adorned with Hudson's Bay blankets and Christian crosses surrounding them. In 1884, an amendment to the Indian Act made attendance at a day industrial or residential school compulsory for First Nations children, and in some parts of the country, residential schools were the only option. 150,000 or so First Nations children were pulled from their families and put into church-run residential schools. The residential schools varied greatly in quality, and children were exposed to terrible conditions, including systemic rape and abuse, and poor living conditions like exposure to inclement weather and starvation. This doesn't include the psychological and cultural trauma of being ripped away from their families, the loss of language, culture, and identity in a government-sanctioned and religiously endorsed program of killing the Indian within the child. It is important for us now, however, to step forward in reconciling the shared history that we have with the Aboriginal peoples of Alberta, despite a deep and a dark and deeply harmful chapter in Canada's history. This artwork is a beginning to a shared story for the future. Our hope is that it will encourage dialogue, reflection, education, and healing as all Canadians share the history of residential schools. Thank you. Merci beaucoup. Well, what an honor it was to, to know that I was going to work with Sylvie. Um, I grew up with this mural, saw it since I was a boy, and I loved it because it was the, one of the few things in the city of Edmonton that expressed to me that my ancestors lived here, that they walked here. They loved the land, they loved the waters. And Sylvie is the one who, who painted that. As time went on and our understanding changed and new things came to light, for many the mural changed and even for me I, I, saw, um, I, I saw a different history that we were all kept in the dark about. That was First Nations Métis artist Aaron Paquette. He was commissioned over the past two years along with the original mural's artist, Sylvie Nadeau, to create a reconciliation art piece in Grand Station. And so when I was asked to paint this mural on the other side, I knew that I wanted to work with Sylvie on it specifically because I know that her heart was always in the right place. As we celebrate these murals and as the Truth and Reconciliation Commission comes through Edmonton, it's easy to look at the success stories, and we should, but we should also understand that every smile, every, every success, every joy has also had a cost. So the success for today is built on the cost of those who suffered yesterday and for those who still suffer today. We talk about healing, 
And that is the goal. But for some, there will be no healing. For some, they will carry the pain of what happened to them till the day they die. And that pain will be transferred to their children and their children. And that's just reality. And that's something that we have to consider, something we have to face. And so as we move forward, I would, I would hope that we honor those people, that we extend patience and understanding. So when we see someone and they're not doing well, rather than say, you know, I made it, why can't you? You know, the problem with them is they're lazy. The problem with them is they don't know how to take care of their children. Let's remember that those people are the result of over a century of concerted effort to destroy a culture, to destroy the soul of a people. And if we can understand that, and if we can still have a conversation, then we can move forward together. I'm very, very honored to be here. I'm very, very grateful to the dozens of people who worked so hard for over two and a half years to make this happen. And I'm really, really grateful for all of you coming today because it gives me hope. The process of reconciliation, at least in the context of the Grandin LRT mural project, is a two-way process. The original mural artist, Sylvie Nadeau, was an integral part of the process, and she has added two panels to her original mural, depicting Native youth within a drum circle. And we're standing today in the middle of a drumming circle, in a healing circle. So the four drums, is very important for me. And I was listening to Aaron and I asked in time of darkness, then hopefully there is a light. Actually, we wouldn't know the meaning of light if we didn't know the darkness. It's very important for me. It has always been. And I don't know any artist who wouldn't create with all its heart and its soul. It just wouldn't be. So we create with love. It's not always um, <clears throat> seen that way, but it is with all the love we can um, feel. So I'm glad to be here today and to be together with Aaron. It's like holding hands. We're right in the middle of this circle. So this is like an environmental art. You are in it. And I hope that everybody that comes here in a safe field, in a safe environment, and continue their journey of sharing, speaking, it's in the truth that we find healing. And, and finding the safe place and the safe people to speak with and start the process. This is the only way. So there is nothing better than the truth and keep it open and start to understand one another. It's very important. Thank you very much. Thank you, Erin. The purpose of reconciling the existing mural is not to erase the history and the pain of the original mural, not to hide and revise, but to add, to better understand the truth, the history of our city and province, and provide an opportunity for dialogue, 
a space for healing. Elder Terry Lusty. Creator, we thank you for gifting us with another day of life, for supplying us with all that sustains us in this world, to, that feeds us physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, of course, that is so ever important. And that comes out in the wonderful gift that you gave our two artists who did these beautiful murals on the walls to provide some balance in the scheme of things. We have the church on one side, the clergy, but we also have the children and the spirit and the ancestors on the other panel giving us that balance. It's a story that needs to be told. It's something that is going to help bring reconciliation to this world we call the city of Edmonton. And we thank you, Creator, for gifting the city with the wisdom to go ahead with this project. It is ever so important to our urban Aboriginal community. It's like Riel said, it is the artists who will bring back the culture to our people. And that's ever so true. And it's the artists who bring back the culture to all the people. And we thank you for that, Creator. The Truth and Reconciliation Commission's final national event takes place in Edmonton from March 27th to the 30th at the Shaw Conference Centre. The drum song you hear now was performed in 2009 at Edmonton's Winter Light Festival, celebrating the end of winter and the beginning of spring. For CJSR News, I'm Roshni Nair.